How's it going, Faith Promise Church? Come on. Hey, great to see you this weekend. We continue on the journey down small things, make a big difference, and it is just electric. What God is doing, 2015 is rocking, and we are thrilled. By the way, before we dive in the Word, let me just tell you a couple things that are going on. We opened up our new North Knox campus last weekend, had a 1,000 in attendance, and it was absolutely outstanding. Come on, North Knoxville, way to go. No doubt, we, they started with one service. It won't be long. They'll be in two services. Uh, our Blount County campus added a third service. They were also at 1,000 last weekend, and so it was great, awesome. Anderson County has leased new kids' space. Uh, in 2015, we're going to move our Campbell County uh, down the road to a larger, better location. Our iCampus has set record attendance uh, last weekend at Pellissippi, our last service was totally maxed out. We're trying to move people to the first service or Saturday night at Pellissippi campus, and God is moving. So last weekend, record attendance for a non-production, non-Easter weekend, over 6,400 in worship with us last weekend. So that is just amazing. 2015, God is doing just rocking revival. It is, it's just awesome. It is exciting to be a part of what God is doing. In the series, Small Things, Big Difference, we talked about last weekend that there's no such thing as a silver bullet. If you want to make a change, if you want to grow spiritually, if you want to get your life together physically or financially, if you want to get it together spiritually, in whatever area that you want to grow or improve or make strides to really become all that God wants you to be. He's already implanted in you, but to get it out of you, to, to become all that the Spirit of God is breathing life in you to be, then there's going to be small things that are going to make a big difference. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you took last week in the 15-minute chair challenge? Let me see your hand. Come on. Was it awesome? Was this week better? Come on. Somebody at every campus. Come on. Man. I've gotten emails, I've gotten Facebook, I've gotten all kind of messages that, man, I got my chair, I got my, you know, I got my Bible on, on Instagram or Pinterest or whatever those things are. I don't know, but my wife shows them to me. There are all kind of pictures of the chairs and Bibles, and man, keep putting them out there that every day we're going to spend 15 minutes with God. Don't, you don't give up when it gets hard. You hit a part of the Bible you don't understand. I, there are parts I don't understand. And I've been reading it for 34 years. You just keep going, keep going. He said, well, you know, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. You know, have you ever had a meal that wasn't any good? Did you quit eating? <laughs> no, I, if you're sitting right, okay, don't, don't go there, Chris. Don't get spat, bad. All right, so, you know, so uh, this week, Monday, we begin our, our third week of a 21-day fasting. Many people have never fasted. They're fasting media. They're fasting Facebook, food, one meal a day, two meals a day, total food fast as we are really pounding heaven. Listen, I hope you got the planted booklet. It's at the door at every campus, and you're doing the daily devotions. A lot of people are saying, hey, we really like the devotions, and it's getting us in targeted prayer, thousands of us praying for the same thing every day, reading the same passages, walking the same line with God. And so really want to encourage you to get that. If you've already sort of missed it, hey, that's okay. Just pick up 
tomorrow's Bible reading, read it and rock right on. Now, 2015, our theme is planted in the house of the Lord. Psalms 92, 12 through 14, the righteous man will grow like a palm tree. He will flourish like the cedars of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. He will flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, he will be very green and full of sap. So the only way for us to flourish is to be planted. Philippians 1, 6, he that began a good work in you, he that began a, I'm confident of this, confident, Paul said, he that began a good work in you will what? Perfect it, finish it, complete it, get her done. The work that he has in you, and so these small things are locking step with God so that we can be all God wants us to be. Now, this is what we do. It's just human nature. We look at people and we, that are where we want to be, and we look at them and say, oh, I can't get there. You've been to the gym probably this year. You didn't go the last half of last year, but you went. And you saw people that were buff and built, and you said, I can never look like that. I'm going home and getting my Twinkies. Or, or you, you went to a small group, and somebody seemed really spiritual. Or you talked to somebody in the financial world, and they seemed to have it all together. Or you, talk, you, know, you looked at a man. We look at the places where we want to be, the people, and we say, I can never be like them. And so we back away, and what do we do? We just fourth the along. We just punt. We're just not going to do it. When the people that are, that are financially, spiritually, people in ministry, people, all the people that have great marriages, they didn't wake up one day and have one. They're doing all these, all these small changes that are making what? Big honking difference. Does that make sense? And so as we really lay a foundation for this year in this series, I want to look at a, a, a foundation for a great life. And by the way, you don't build a, you don't build a skyscraper life on a chicken coop foundation. Amen? You want to build something great, you got to go deep first. So let's lay a foundation. We're going to look at sort of an odd place this weekend. If you've got your Bible with you, turn to Zechariah. Go to Matthew, hang a left. He's in the minors. Just, you know, matter of fact, one of my goals is to memorize, again, the, the, the 12 minor prophets. It always bothers me when somebody says, turn, and I, I'm looking through Hezekiah and you know, Ezra, and all those guys, and can't find it. I'm a pastor. I should be able to find it. Now, some of you grew up in, y'all remember Bible drills? Okay, I never got those. I was doing marijuana drills. And so, and so you know, so my deal is I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get, my, get my, my sword right that I can use it. So we're going to look at Zechariah chapter 4. Then I'm going to give you one spiritual assignment to have done by next weekend. Zechariah 4, then we're going to go. Is that, is that cool? All right, as we get ready to look at Zechariah 4, let me give you a context because a, a text without a context is a pretext. So what's going on? We're, we're finding that Israel has, is they're in captivity. The temple in Jerusalem has been destroyed. It's gone. It's gone. By the way, I'm going to take a group to Israel in October. We're going to have an information meeting in two weeks on the 31st, Saturday night at Pellissippi. If you guys want to find out about it, if you'll email me, we're gonna, it's, it's going to rock. Just reminded me when I thought about Jerusalem. And so the temple that was built is destroyed. Is, the Israelis have been taken away as plunder. They have, they have been, they send away their freedom because of really bad decisions. And so now they're in a far land and it's horrible. It's a low point in one of the lowest points in the history of the nation of Israel. And and so what happens is Zerubbabel is freed to take a remnant back. And this is actually a prophetic promise. 
Now, they're going back to Jerusalem, to Israel, but there is no house of God to go back to, and most of the people of God are not in the land of God, and so it's a horrible day. I mean, the people of God are in the wrong place. There's no place of worship. How can you be planted in the house when there is no house? And that's what they found themselves. It's just terrible. So, so de- depression, defeat, no future, no vision, no dream about what was going to happen. And actually, that is, that is the season. That's sort of the era if you read the 12 minor prophets after Daniel and before Matthew, the 12 minor prophets. Those guys, that's the period of history that most of those are prophesying about. And so, and, and so they say that okay, a remnant's coming back. Well, Zerubbabel is allowed to bring a remnant back. It's, it's promise. And hope begins to birth just a little. Not much, but just a little. And, and some of you this weekend at any of our campuses may be there. You may be in a, in a low point. Your financial or your marriage or, or spiritual walk is not. or just, just because of circumstances, maybe you did them or maybe they were just done to you. It doesn't matter how you get there, really, does it? It just matters that you're there. So the question is not how to get here. The question is how am I going to get back on track? What am I supposed to do? And so this message, man, if you need to get back on track, this message is for you. And even if you're on track, I'm going to help you really make progress down this spiritual journey. So Zechariah goes, 18 years later, God speaks to Zechariah and tells Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, a well-known verse. Then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, Zechariah is the prophet, to Zerubbabel, who is the guy that's led the group back, saying, not by what? Nor by? But by my? Says the Lord of hosts. Not by might, not by power, not by strength, not by your influence, not by your ability, not by your sheer brute wills, not by any of that, but it is by my spirit. So God's saying, hey, Zerubbabel, you're going to rebuild the temple for me. But when you get it finished, I, the Lord of the, heart, of the host, am going to get all the glory for it because you're, everybody's going to know that I enabled you to do this. Does that make sense? And so not by might, nor by, but by my says the Lord of hosts. And so now 10 years earlier, Zerubbabel had started the building project. But the enemies of God and the enemies of Israel forced Zerubbabel to stop the project on the temple. So for 10 years, the rubble's laid there, the building project is empty, nothing's going on. And then Zechariah the prophet speaks to Zerubbabel, says, hey, listen, I know it's dead. I know nothing's happening. I know you didn't think the future was going to be better. But listen, you're going to finish the, you're going to finish the temple, and it's not going to be by your might. It's not going to be by your power. But God said it's by his Holy Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And so the bottom line is this. We all need to make changes. Did you all agree with that? Everybody need to make changes. It is not by your power. It is not by your might. It is not by your will. It is not by your cleverness. But it is by the Spirit of God that 2015 will be the best year that you have ever had in Jesus' name. So it's by him. It's by him. And so just like Zerubbabel, if we are going to make progress, then we are going to have to tap into the Spirit of the Lord. Because the scripture says that I can do all things through who? Not through my, me, but through him 
I can do all things. The Apostle Paul said, by, but his power is made perfect in my weakness. He said, when I am weak, he is strong. It is not by my power, not by my might, but by his spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Now, people look and say, well, you know, I've tried to do this, and I've tried to do that, and I've tried to grow, and I've tried to read the Bible, and I've tried to exercise, and it never seems to work out for me. Let me tell you why it's going to this year. If you're listening, say I am. Because you're not going to do it by your power. You're going to do it by his power. We're going to be transformed by the power of God. No silver bullets. Small changes, big difference. Small changes, little things. This passage is going to deal with that in just a minute. See, you'll never overcome your issues in your own ability. Now, every year, you know, I, I talk about it, preach about it, wrote a book about it, developing a personal growth plan. Every year I develop it, thrilled about my plan this year, thrilled about my family's plan and the staff's plan. But every year I put on their physical. I, I put a goal, what I want to weigh at the end of the year, how often I want to exercise. Are y'all with me? And I have failed every year. It's pitiful. Really pitiful. It's terrible. My life verse is bodily exercise profits little. So I got that down. Now, I didn't say it didn't profit at all, but it profits little. And so I'm going to hit, listen, every physical goal this year because I'm not going to do it by my power. I'm going to release to the power of the Holy Spirit to Psalms 51, 12, make me want to, to give me the power to do it because I want to be a weapon in the hands of God. And if I am a sluggard, out of shape, over a man, you know what I'm talking about? So, I, man, I want to be fit as a fiddle. I want to run this race till Jesus comes back. Listen, if, if I'm 90 and he hadn't come back, I'm going to be a 90 Pentecostal preacher running the aisles, jumping and shouting for Jesus to come back. And so, so I'm going to do it in his power. So and he says in verse 7, chapter 4, Zechariah, What are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a what? And he will bring forth the top with shouts of what? Shouts of what? But now what is he going to bring? Because this, this is big time. The cap or the top stone. Now, he said, Zerubbabel, you've got a mountain in your path. Man, you have been for 10 years, the project's been dead. You've got a mountain in your path. And you were going to say to that mountain, grace, and that mountain is going to move. It's going to get out of your way. Listen, there is no power in hell or on earth that's going to keep us from being all God wants us to be this year in the name of Jesus. Are y'all with me? Come on, man. Don't give up hope. If there's no hope in the future, there's no power in the present. So if you don't think that you can do it, you will never do it. We're going to talk about that in another couple of weekends. Man, in it, we have got to believe and trust and surrender to God. No power is going to stop us. So what mountain is facing you? What mountain is facing you? See, I looked at my mountain of working out, and there wasn't a mountain. It was like the Rockies. I mean, there were not, it wasn't one mountain, because I don't want to work out, and I don't like to work out, and I don't have time to work out, and you sweat and stink when you work out, and all these things. I'm in the comfort. I mean, exercises, filling up the bathtub, pulling the plug, and fighting the current. You know, that's just sort of my deal. 
what's happened? What's happened? I it began the year. I said, okay, Lord, I'll never work out if I don't change my schedule. Remember the, remember the message last weekend? You schedule what you want to become, not as much as what you have to do. And so I changed my schedule. And so I've worked out every single day this year except Saturday and Sunday. But five days a week is better than no days a week. Are you with me? And so I've dropped 15 pounds this year. I feel better. I'm stronger. Man, I'm chasing Michelle around the house more. Life is good. Okay? So he tells Zerubbabel, there's a mountain in front of you, but God is going to open the project back up, and you are going to move. Then he said, listen, go get the capstone. Now, Zerubbabel was laying the foundation. That's what he was doing right here. He's building the foundation of the temple. And the prophet Zechariah says to Zerubbabel, go get the capstone. Now, what is the capstone? It's the last piece. It's the, listen, it's the carpet after you painted the house. I'm talking about it's the, the capstone is a decorative ornamental piece that when that capstone is laid in place, everybody knows, boom, it is finished. He said, I want you to go get a capstone and put it in your office. Go, go get this capstone. Why? Because it's going to remind you every day that God is going to finish this project. Not you, Zerubbabel. Good dude. Not by your might, not by your power, but by what? My spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Not, not, not because Zerubbabel could work it up because it had been dead. I mean, a lot of us have looked at things, dreams that are dead, and said, you know, they'll never happen. Ten years, a decade, and boom, the project's back on. And the prophet says, hey, go get a capstone and put it so that you'll see it every single day. Every day. What capstone do you have? I shared with you a couple months ago that my daughter has been praying about getting pregnant and hadn't been pregnant yet. You know what she did? She went and bought a bunch of children's stuff. When I walk downstairs, it looks like she already has a kid. You know what she's getting ready for? A kid. She's, she's, she's got her capstone. And when she gets pregnant, she's, not, she's, not, she's been to every garage sale from here to Wartburg. And when, 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 she, when God enables her to have a baby, she'll already have everything she needs. Why? Because she stepped out there by faith and bought that knowing God was going to come through. You want to grace? Listen, you want to? Amen. Come on. Some of you want to graduate college? Go get you a sweatshirt of the college. Some of you want to lose weight. You remember what you looked like in high school? Get that high school picture. Put it on the refrigerator. And every time you're about to get a bucket of ice cream, look at that. And say, do I want this ice cream or do I want to look like that? Are you with me? Put it, it's a capstone. It's a memorial of what's going on. Put it out there. I'm going to show you in a few weeks when we do our 20th celebration, I remember when all the staff and the leaders had a red badge that said 500. 500. You know what that was? That was the attendance we were asking God for. There's 500 people lost in our bathrooms this weekend. <laughs> Come on, man. Memorials. Memorials. <laughs> Put it in front of you. Stir your faith up. Believe God. Don't believe the world. Don't believe, don't believe the report of the world. Believe the report of the Lord. Man, let's, let's write in verse 9. He goes on. But you know Zerubbabel was fired up. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. 
and his hands will, his hands will what? Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. See, nobody believed it. But see, God says, hey, I saw Zerubbabel start it, and I already see Zerubbabel finish it. God sees the beginning and the end at the same time. He sees the whole deal. And you're looking at one frame at a time. You know what I'm talking about? And you get discouraged because of one frame. Hey, fast forward that pup. God sees all the way to the end. Philippians 1, 6, he that began a good work, not by, my, not by power, but by his spirit. God sees where he's taking you. God knows what he wants to do. God knows how he wants to bless you. God knows his favor that he wants to flow in your life. But this is the deal. Start, it starts almost, it always, almost always starts small. I'm going to talk about this next weekend. But there is no such thing as an overnight success. There's, no, there's a, a young man, Scotty Stallings, grew up in our church. He's a professional golfer. And people said, wow, he just like was overnight. Yeah, 20 years. When everybody else was, was playing video games, he was playing golf. When everybody else was running around, he was playing golf. He's not an overnight success. It took him two decades, and he's one of the greatest golfers on the planet. Why? Small things. He just kept working. Small things, small things. In verse 10, for who has despised the day of what? All of us. All of us, come on, we've all despised. Well, I'd love to save money, but I don't have any. I, I mean, you know, man, I don't, uh, what? Hey, we, we despise the day of small stuff, How, don't we? We want the silver bullet. We want to wake up and be healthy. We want to wake up and have a great marriage. We want to wake up and have this deep abiding walk with God. But these seven will be glad when they see the plumb line in the hand of the Lord. Of Zerubbabel, these are the, the eyes of the Lord which reigns to and fro throughout all the earth. See, Zechariah said, hey, from God, who's despised the day of small things? Everybody. Everybody. See, what we do is we go to the gym for a month and we don't lose five pounds and we quit. Older you get, faster it goes on, slower it comes off. It's mind-boggling to me. You know, when I was 40, I dropped 10 pounds and just walked by a gym. Now I walk by a buffet and gain 10 pounds and live in a gym, and it lives with me. See, it, 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 that's the deal. We, we just want it overnight. We want it overnight, overnight. If you go to Ezra, another one of the minor prophets, Ezra writing from God on the exact same situation said, when, when, when Zechariah spoke to Rubble in verse 10, it said, people despise the death small beginnings. Let me tell you what was happening. All the people came out to the job site and saw the foundation. And people were howling and weeping. Some people that were young that didn't see the old temple, they were celebrating what God was doing. The people that remembered Solomon's temple, they were wailing because they said, this is insignificant, this is pathetic compared to what it used to be. And so God says, who has despised the day of small beginnings or small things? Because the people at the job site of the temple were pitching a fit. But have you ever felt that way? You know, you started, you know, again, go to marriage counseling, get better, and then you quit because you had a fight. When two people live together, you're going to fight. Because unless you're always full of the Holy Spirit, if two people are full of the Holy Spirit 24-7, you'll never, you'll never fight. Amen? But somebody's going to leak. 
But to really fight, you have to have two people in the flesh, not one. Because if one person's in the flesh, they can scream and yell in the spirit-filled people and say, Lord, prepare me. You know what I'm talking about? And so, so we had that, and we quit, or we, you know what, we, we, we blow it, and we order dessert. Well, just forget it. Well, that's exactly what your flesh wants you to do. Or you miss a day your Bible reading, or a couple days, say, well, I'll never catch up. I guess I'll just, that's exactly what your flesh wants you to do. Your flesh wants you to, wants you to give up on God so that it can be back in charge. Do you remember when your flesh was in charge? The sin, the sin, y'all remember all that? I remember what it was like when my own nature was Lord of my life. It was horrible. I was a drug dealer. It was terrible. It was terrible. And so we've all felt that way that we despise today. Our Campbell County campus, their facility's not great. And our, campus, our Campbell County campus is our smallest campus. And I get emails from people at Campbell that are, that are discouraged. They said, what, what's going to happen? You know, are, are you, as a matter of fact, I've had emails that say, we know that you're going to give up. They only say that because they don't know me. I'm like a tick. <laughs> I'm, I'm burrowing in. Because, listen, the devil has had, there's not been a growing church in 25 years in Campbell County. And the devil's had free reign, and he's had it long enough in Jesus' name. So not only are we not quitting, but we're moving locations. We're adding seats. We're going to put a memorial stone. Why? Because God's going to bring revival at Campbell County campus. Come on, Chad. Come on, Campbell County. Man, get up. Don't despise the small beginnings. Well, you know, I just can't lose weight. Well, no. Not with that attitude, you can't. I just can't have a quiet time. No, if that's your attitude, you can't. I just could never get out of debt. No. No, especially when you despise the day of the small beginnings. Are y'all with me? The small starts. Again, this is what we do. We look at somebody else's highlight reel, and we compare our whole life to their highlight reel. It's like watching the red zone on NFL ticket. The only thing you watch is the last 20 yards. You don't get to see the whole game. You just see right there, boy, man. Defense or offense, they look great. You hadn't seen the, the 90% of the rest of the game. We look at people's Instagram or we see their Twitter feed or we watch their, we watch their Facebook and their house looks perfect and their marriage looks perfect. If you could just move the camera a little bit to the left or the right, you'd see, oh, look at the pile of crap in their living room. <laughs> Is that dirty diapers on the kitchen table? What's wrong with those people? That's nasty. Because you only see the highlight reel. You know, you guys only see me on the weekend. Now, I try to be like this all the time, but it's, I'm not always like this. I get mad at Michelle and her children. I get mad at y'all. I do. There are times I'm just mad. And you say, you can't go preach mad at them. Well, I can too. In Jesus' name, just watch up. I'm about to... About to cloud up and profit all over some people. <laughs> Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about? And so, but, but, so don't look at somebody else's highlight reel and think, well, I can never be that. Probably in a lot of ways you're better than them. Come on. Does this make sense? See, we look at David kill the giant and we say, ah, oh, I want to kill a giant. 
What about when David was by himself on the hillside, strumming that harp, learning to walk with God and learning to throw a slingshot? And then here came a coyote and he killed it. And then here came a bear and he killed it. And then here came a lion and he killed it. See, David didn't just wake up one day and kill a giant. David had been faithful for years. Single lady said, boy, I'd like to have a husband like Boaz. You know, man, Ruth just showed up in the field and look, God gave her a husband. Why can't I have one? Well, you got to go back and see how faithful Ruth was to her husband that died and then to Naomi. You, it, see, again, we miss the back stories. Does this make sense? We see Daniel in the lion's den praying, 50 hungry lions, praying their mouths closed and laying, using a lion as a pillow. We see that, but what we've forgotten about is for 50 years, three times a day, Daniel was seeking the face of God, being faithful in the little things. Therefore, God, it was those small changes that enabled Daniel to make a big difference in the end. Does this make sense? John Wooden, head coach of UCLA years ago, 10 national champion titles, seven in a row. Seven national collegiate basketball champions in a row. And when he was coach, you know the first thing he taught us players to do? He said, go in the locker room, take your socks and shoes off. You don't know how to put your shoes on. And he taught his players to put on their socks and their shoes first. He said, you guys, you're not going to be able to run. You're going to get blisters. You didn't do it right. And John Wooden said this, it is the little things that are vital. It's the little things that are absolutely vital. Does that make sense? And see, this is the deal. If you miss the mundane, you'll never get the miraculous. See, Isaiah was broken because Uzziah was dead, and Isaiah was seeking God in the temple when he saw the Lord high and lifted up. John the, John the disciple was on the Isle of Patmos, a prison island, for preaching the gospel, the last live disciple. And what was he doing? He was having his quiet time. And while he was doing the mundane, the mundane, the miraculous showed up, and Jesus was there. Does this make sense? See, we don't want the prog process. We just, we just want the product. We don't want the little. We just want to wake up and it's done. You've got to, listen, man, it's, it doesn't work that way. It work, let me tell you, we're going we're gonna to run out of time before this series is over, but let me give you how, this is how it works. You want to change your life? This is the deal. Focus on your thoughts. It's coming. Your thoughts, because your thoughts determine your words. Your words determine your what? Your actions determine your? And your habits determine your? Your thoughts determine your? Words determine your? Action determines, habits determine. See, now, we're, we're not going to have enough time to finish this series. We've got more stuff that we can cover, so that's what we're going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put two more messages. If I put two messages on our new app, when this, how many of you watch them? Let me see your hand. Come on, hold up. I'm not going to do it if you're not going to watch it. Okay, if you lie. Okay, I'm going to do them. I'll put two more messages because we're going we're gonna to talk next week about your thoughts, but we're not going to have time to cover the words and, and actions and habits, so I'm going to put two more after this series is over. I'm going to put two more of these messages up. Does this make sense? Now, I'm going to give you a spiritual assignment. Are you ready? You ready? Say, I'm ready. ready. Philippians 3.13, Paul said this. Brethren, I do not regard myself having laid hold of it yet. I hadn't arrived yet. But how many things? One thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind and pressing on to that which lies ahead. This is the deal. I don't care how your 2014 was. It's gone. It could have been the best year you've ever had or the worst year you've ever had. You could be so glad it's 2015 or you could wish you were back in 14. But the apostle said, forgetting that which lies behind, the good, the bad, the sad, the glad. Amen? It's over. 
listen, you can't have yesterday's manna. you got to have some new manna today. And so this one thing that I do, this one thing. So let me ask you a question. This is where I want you to focus because you're going to have to bring this homework back next weekend. That means you got to come back. Now bring back. What one thing, what one thing if you focused on this year would change your life the most radically? One word. Pick one word. See, the word for our church this year is planted because those that planted will flourish. And it's the will of God for you to flourish. And that's our prayer for you every day. So our word is planted. Those that are planted in the house will flourish. They will, they will, they will grow like the cedars of Lebanon. And so, by, so every year I have a word. Every year the church has a word. Every year all my kids have a word. I pray that word over them every single day. And then, then some of our staff does, and that, that's, that's how I pray for people, that, that I help disciple or mentor. So if you picked a word, if you picked a word, what would it be? One word, one word. And then at the end of the year when people say, hey, what is the cotton-picking deal with you? How did you grow so much? How did you lose so much weight? How did you get so healthy? How did your attitude get better? What big thing did you do that all this changed? And you'll say, hey, it's small things that make a big difference. And so next weekend when you come, I want you to have one word. So I'm going to ask you to shout it out. What one word? You're going to work on that word every single day. Does this make sense? And the Spirit of God is going to empower you. Listen, God's not about, listen, God's not about microwaves. Y'all want a microwave. We believe we have a fast food God and drive through prayer. We want Burger King theology. Have it quick, have it cheap, have it your way. That's not the God of heaven. We want to be microwaves. When God says, listen, man, chunk out the microwave and get yourself in the crock pot. Slow cooking. Come on. Man, you put something in the microwave, you don't smell it. You put a roast in before you go to church, bowl of pinto, a crock pot of pinto beans, you get home. Hit you when you open the door. Woo, manna. If you don't like pinto beans, you're probably not even saved. And, uh, <laughs> and so... So this is, man, this is the deal. What's your word? What's your word you're going to focus on for the next 11 and a half months that will make you all God wants you to be in one area? See, it's about intimacy. It's about intimacy. It's about intimacy. And so some of you, not sure the word, not sure because this whole church deal, this whole grow thing, this whole is new to you. Some of you, your word for this year needs to be believe. I believe. Help me with my unbelief. Help me grow. And see, the, Jesus came so that you can have life and have it more abundantly. So with every head bow, every eye closed. If you're ready, many of uh, all across our campuses, many people have never entered into a personal relationship with Jesus. They've never confessed their sin and turned their back on their old life and turned to a new life by faith. If you're ready to do that with us, we're going to pray with you. Nobody prays alone. We're going to believe with you, so we're going to pray out loud this prayer of confession. Let's pray it if you're ready. Say, Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Come into my heart. Give me a fresh start. I want to live for you. I want to reach my full potential. Show me how to walk by faith. Show me my word. I believe 2015 will be my best year in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, somebody give God some praise in the house. Woo! Man. Now, if you opened your heart and you gave your life to Jesus, if you'll take the communication card, fill it out, 
You could take it to our Next Steps area. You could put it in the offering box. You could bring it to one of our prayer counselors or staff down front when this service is over. If you're on the Internet, we're thrilled you're with us. Because some of you are faith promise, you're all around the world. We've got people in Europe. We've got people all around the world right now on the Internet campus. Some of you are in the chat room. There's people who pray with you or click right here and go to that communication card, and someone will be in touch with you. We're thrilled that you're staying planted in the house and you're on our Internet campus. And so, listen, if you're not in the core, if you do not have a coin that says faith promise on it, then you're not in the core. You can lose it. You're still in the core. But if you didn't get one... And so you need to take your communication card, sign up for our next steps. You know, you just sign up, get ready, get in the core, get planted. You don't get to flourish if you're not. If you're not, if you're not, let's get planted in the house. Hey, next week, one thing, what do you got to bring? Yell it out. A word that you're going to do for this year. If you email it to me, I'll pray, I'll pray for you. Had it been good to be in the house of God this weekend? Hey, come on. Woo! Now, Saturday night, everybody's gone. It's just us now. Because when I, when, listen, when I talk to you guys, that's the message that goes everywhere. There's some of our campuses that, that stream some of the Sunday mornings, but this is the bulk. So that's why you hear me talk a lot of generalities. I don't say tonight. I say weekend, all that kind of stuff. But listen, we dropped to about 400, a little under 400 during UT. It's okay. That's all right. If you've got a season ticket, man, go over there. It's a mission field. A lot of lost people over there. Go over there. So it's okay. And you're back. Let's, let's, I'm trying to move people from Sunday to Saturday. Let's build this. Let's build this for God. Amen? Let's build it. So bring some people next week. We love you. Be blessed. See you.